women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the industrial age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. I am so pumped up today. Why is that? Was it, was, it, was, it, was it the green juice? Was it yeah. something special in there? Yeah, well, what have you put in this? Give us the recipe. I can't On tell air. you. I can't tell you. It's secret. It's a secret recipe. Secret Turkish recipe passed down through the generations. No, just made up a couple of weeks okay. ago. I was on the verge of racism now. I think I should probably uh, stop that. Probably should. So. We're back. We are. Everyone. We're, we're, we're back anyway. You're saying it again like we've been away. I know. Away. Like, we I, away. I, it's a habit of mine. That you, I you're just doing. assuming that we're always gone. I think, no, well, I think it's because people miss us so much oh, every okay. week. Because they have to wait a whole week. It must be killer. And I am I mean, if it was me, I'd be breaking down in tears. Because I know you love listening to the podcast, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I love the sound of my own voice, clearly. True. It's true. Um, so. So, what's going down? What, what are we doing today? Uh, today, we are discussing grades. Grades. Exam grades. Ooh, didn't the grades just come out recently? I don't know. Yes, they did. Well, that's why I kind of sent you a message saying, Gem, we should talk about exam grades. Oh, yeah, you did. Because at the time, people were getting their grades. And everyone was like, oh, no, did I get the grade? And I know all the newspapers were going, like, they give, like, 30-page pull-outs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's getting easier again. The grades are easier. 95% of students are going to uni. This is a tragedy. Yeah, stuff like that. And obviously, they when you read a headline in the newspaper, you have to read it like that. You do. Because that's how it's written. Just, ah. <laughs> anyway. What have you been up to anyway? What have you been... Um, well, I've actually had a couple of weeks off. What? This week. What? I know. This I week. Even... How can you have a couple of weeks off in one week? That was a stupid thing to say. Never mind. It's recorded anyway, now. I've had a couple going. of weeks off. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I actually, I was saying to you earlier, I noticed a correlation of sorts Ooh. with my little two week, two week break. I love correlations. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? So basically as an actor, there's IMDB. Which oh, really you're not talking about. about acting again, are you? Well, it is my thing. Okay. So you got IMDB and a lot of people don't know that actually the actors can control their own IMDB page. I think Ooh. most people just assume that it's some... Um, computer program that does it all but it's not um and every actor has like a star meter thing which yeah. is basically like records how for oh. want of a better phrase famous you are ugh. which ugh. but it's actually more like how pe- much people are engaging with your stuff watching your stuff and things like that anyway and the correlation i noticed was the last few months when i've been really hustling my my star meter went pretty high you were getting famous yeah <laughs> famous man you're so cool um I've got like a whole star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and all that. No, I haven't. It's true. Not true. Anyway, so um, then I saw that after taking the first week off, my star meter completely plummeted. Oh, no. So all I'm saying, guys... Is there a really good point to this story? There is a really good point. Hit it home. Like, without showing you, I don't think you will believe the correlation. Like, it was so significant and so obvious. So all I'm saying is 
that 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 downtime that you take if you take too much downtime it really does have a significant effect on everything that you're doing so have balance in your life but make sure you really hustle because the people that aren't hustling will get left behind real quick and you won't get famous and you won't get famous cool so we should probably <laughs> get on to the episode yes so, yes we shall um, um we end at the same time. Nice. Um, Shall I go with the um, beginning quote yes, of this episode? Yes, let's go with the quote. So as I say, we're talking about grades and whether they matter, whether you should be freaking out, whether you should be like, oh God, I'm not going to uni, and all that sort mm-hmm. of jazz. And so the first um, quote of yeah, the first quote of the episode is by Seth Godin. We love Seth Godin. And it is, we do not teach... Oh my God, I can't read. We do not need to teach students to embrace the status quo. I think it's ironic that you've just said that you can't read when we're talking about grades and success from education. I, I didn't do too great in English, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so the Thanks irony was not lost on me there, sorry. Thank you. So yeah, so he said, we do not need to teach students to embrace the status quo. So what do you think about that, Wayne? I think he's right. Moving on. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, I think... I think it's a problem that I think, I mean, we've talked endlessly about the education system on this show. Um, But just to sum it up, I think this uh, quote really just does embrace the problem that the education system has of uh, we're trying to teach people, uh, you know, how to live in a world that existed 10 years ago and doesn't really exist anymore. And okay, yeah, he's talking about the status quo and that's kind of in the past, but almost the status quo of education is let's teach people how to be in the industrial age, which was the old status quo, if that makes sense. I kind of didn't explain that very well. I'm sorry, listeners. But I think it just means basically the status quo is basically what you assume to do. So you have your sort of primary support, mm-hmm. nursery, primary school, secondary mm-hmm. school, you mm-hmm. know, sixth form college, university. And that's what he's saying. It's just like set up to make you, everyone go through that sort of cat, that system that kind of churns everybody mm-hmm. out at the end. And also, as Ken Robinson says, you know, we're teaching people, how to live in a world for the next 60 years, but we don't know what the world's going to look like in 10 years, so how can we possibly predict 60 years' time? So, let's get on to the person who might be listening to this and might be thinking, okay, I've got my grades back, and I thought I was going to do good, but now I've got them back, and they're much worse than I expected. I'm thinking, oh crap, I didn't get into university, I can't mm-hmm. go to college. Mm-hmm. What shouldn't they do? Panic. Panic. Did you That's get- don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Why shouldn't they panic? But I mean, the thing is, you're thinking now, like, okay, I've got, I've got my grades back. Now I'm, I'm out of that system. And you've been, the whole, your whole life, you've gone through that. Okay, this is the next step. This is the next step. This is the next step. Now you actually can't get onto the next step because you didn't get the grades. Well, <clears throat> I mean, this is the problem that the whole education system has, I think. <laughs> Again, just blowing open the whole, the whole problem. Um, like, what is the next step? Really, honestly, what is the next step? Because if you really think about it, the next step on your career probably isn't another qualification. It probably isn't. But you are told that that should, and I mean, like you say... Yeah, you're told. You're told it is. But, like, how many many stories have you heard of kids that have said, I don't want to go to uni? And they're almost told by their school, yeah, but you're going to uni. And they're like, no, I'm not going to uni. I want to do something else. But the school refuses to help them follow that path because they're not going to uni. But does the school even know what the alternative path is? Exactly. They don't. Because they've been, it's been drummed into them, this is the next path. Like, but really, if you think about it, what is... Like, for me, uh, you know, formal training pretty much was a must. 
And that's why I went to uni. I didn't go to uni for a degree. I've got a degree. I didn't go for the degree. I went for the training and the skills. And really, if you think about it, all a degree says is, yeah, you completed projects on time and you did them to an okay standard. I know there obviously are some degrees and some, I mean, if you want to go into certain careers, there are things that you kind of have to get that yeah, degree like for. Obviously, if you want to be a doctor, you kind of going to need to get the, the grades and, and go through the system. You're going to have to. But there are, but I think if you look at most people's career paths, particularly these days, like they don't need a degree. They can do it through learning skills. And like, if you, if you, if you looked at your, your path now, yeah. Jim, let's look at your path. Did, can you honestly say that you needed your degree to be where you are now? I would say no. And I would definitely say that I was in that massive percentage of people who kind of looked at the, um, well, actually, I went straight out of like college. I went sixth form and I went into the working world, did two years in office. I was like, this cannot be real. This cannot be life. I'm only 18. This ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> so I left and I was like, okay, back onto that path. Let me go see. Okay, everyone says that if you could finish college, you should probably go on to university. And suddenly everybody really appreciates the fact your parents are like so proud of you. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're becoming an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Look at you going to university. So I was like, yes, I'm going to university. And so I'm flicking through the um, the brochures. I'm like, okay, what do I want to study now? I've got these sort of A-levels. Okay, I do like, I don't know, I do like films. I like watching films. I like, I don't know, just like being creative. I've always wanted like liked art courses, media courses. So I thought, so I'm just going to try media production. In my head, at no way, no level was there an idea that I didn't have a clue what career I was going to get mm-hmm. out of that. It was mm-hmm. just like, if I'm going to do a course that's going to take me three years, I should at least enjoy it. And then I jumped in. And But yeah, I think a lot of people do that where you just do a course, but you don't really know why you're doing it. But you also do it because it just feels like it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And like I say, like everybody suddenly looks at you like the parents love to go around telling their their mates oh my son's He's going off university. to university i was the first one in the family to go off to university and so there's that there's that massive pressure so but i think that's a that's a signal there as well of just how wrong we've got this this whole education thing of the fact that most people um of our age I hear it all the time. I was the first member of our family to go to university. I'm the first member know, of our family like to have a degree. Thing you're going to plaque, you're going to put on the wall. Yeah. It's and like... it's like, yeah, but every single person from our generation <laughs> pretty much says that. Yeah, every parent. Like my said, older sister, yeah. it would have been me if it wasn't for the fact I had an older sibling. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I was the first person in our family to have a degree. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, you, we we we're all firsts, and it's like that means that our degrees are worth less. Definitely. And I think that's the thing, like the parents grew up at a time where maybe one person in every mm-hmm. 10 families you knew went to mm-hmm. university. And obviously as it's gone on, as these universities have become sort of like big businesses as mm-hmm. well, they've actually just thought, okay, we need to get more people through. And so the parents still have that sort of privilege in knowing that their child's gone off to university. But actually, like you say there, like the actual worth of it is probably a lot less because mm-hmm. you are the first in your family, but so is next door neighbour, so is the other next door neighbour. And the irony is as well, the value of degrees has gone down, but yet the cost of degrees has gone up. So really, if you haven't got the grades, you might have dodged a bullet. (laughs) Definitely. But then like we said, we said earlier, like then, okay, you've, you've got, you didn't get the grades. So we're saying, okay, that's kind of like a godsend. But then if there is no actual, (laughs) no actual course after that, then what do you do? Because I know like when you're out, I don't know, I know you took a year Mm -hmm. out, like then you're thinking, okay, do I, okay, the next step is, okay, I have to get a job. 
because that's yeah. it if you don't get a job like you've, you're out you've, you're not got any plans going to university you've got all your friends around you saying oh i'm going off to do this degree and then your next step is well actually your parents are like, oh, it's a shame you may be at home for a couple of months and then mm-hmm. suddenly it's like okay what are you going to do with your life now mm-hmm. and then i think that's where the biggest difficulty comes yeah. i think that's where a lot of people really start to lose their head because yeah. you've actually been out of the system this this path that's been set for you for quite a long time now mm-hmm. and everybody's looking at you and a bit like and you're lost as well because the only alternative is to go to work. Mm-hmm. So what what, what, we have, what do we have to do to kind of show like young people who are in that situation that maybe you can go off and do something entrepreneurial? You can maybe you can test out a few things while you've got mm-hmm. that time off. How do you make that time super productive? Well, this is the thing, and you kind of you kind of almost summed it up there. I had this conversation with my brother a few months ago when like he decided two weeks before he had to confirm his choices for uni. Um, I'm not going. And the school didn't understand. They were like, what do you mean you're not going? He's like, I'm not going. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you're going. And he was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was going, the, the problem is I don't know what I'm doing next. Because he, he, the reason he decided not to go was he went, wait a second, Why? I'm going to do a course that really I'm doing just because I should be going to uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's now just got his first job. Bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to him, I said, you the reason you've dropped out of uni is because you're not sure of what your passion is and that was a good move mm-hmm. like well done yeah for making that decision now yeah, rather than after you've got you yeah exactly it does it takes a lot of balls and like most people that go to i mean and i was one of the lucky few that knew what i was gonna do mm-hmm. years before i even had to think about which uni i was going to mm-hmm. um, but most people i hear about they go well I kind of should have gone to uni and I needed to pick something. So uh, they'll either go with, well, this looked like fun or this could lead me to a lot of money. Yeah. It's usually one or the other. Well, I think that's one of the selling points that they use a lot, isn't it? Like they always say, oh, well, graduates earn on average so much more than somebody Mm -hmm. else. And it's kind of like, well, duh, you've been brought up to think, well, I want to live in this house or that house and I want to have these kind of things. And so when someone's selling the the possibility of a higher Mm -hmm. pay, and I think people do that. I think you kind of, a lot of young people probably kind of, when they're thinking about what, what, what sort of subject shall I do? And you always hear people go, well, lawyers get paid a lot. So I'm going to go into law. Or, or accountant. Or an accountant or... gets paid a lot. Or business studies. That means I'm going to be a business. Businessmen make a lot of money. But it's not like you go work for somebody else's business. You're not a businessman. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like people actually start looking for what they want to go study based on the kind of potential salary, yeah. which is also quite scary. Yeah. Uh, but to go back to the point, because I want to touch on that in a minute, but going back to to the <clears throat> your original question, um, I said to him, <coughs> excuse me, that's not what I said. Um, I said to him, uh, you know, you need to make sure you go out, you get your job, and just know that that's not your career. Like it's not your career. You're gonna probably work in a shop or work in a bar or work in a restaurant or whatever. That's not your career. What you need to do is work harder than you probably would have done if you just wanted to pay the bills and then use your spare time to try new things mm-hmm. that is it just try new things maybe you just say to yourself every month i'm going to try something different i'm going to put 50 quid aside and i'm just going to try something different every month i might go and do a, a class of fencing i might go and do archery i might go and you know try a new sport or whatever um those were all sports but um and i said because the the biggest tragedy uh, for you making probably the smartest decision you've ever made by not going to uni 
is that you'll end up being the sort of person that goes to work in the week, Friday night comes, they go out, they get pissed. Then they go out Saturday night, they get pissed. They haven't done anything Saturday day because they're hungover from the night before. To have a bitch on Sunday and then go back to work on Monday. Exactly. And then all of your money gets spent on booze. And whilst that's wonderful for the first month or two, like it gets bored, (laughs) boring very quick and it's bad for your health and it's tragic. But the thing is there, like you say, I think that is the difficulty because, okay, you've not gone to university, mm-hmm. so your parents aren't proud, you're not, everyone's saying, oh, he's not gone to university, so the next thing is, okay, you get a job, so the next thing you're thinking well, let's, is... Well, let's, can we just back up a second, because okay. you said something very bad there. You What's said that? your parents aren't proud. Yes. But that's usually what... That's, I, the, what illu- that's the illusion. Okay. But oh, it's not yeah, fact. I get what you're saying, yeah, yeah. I just so, wanted to... Not that, that your parents are proud, but you know that... Most parents, their dream is that a kid goes off into university. Like, mm-hmm. most parents want that. Uh-huh. Like, you can uh-huh. see the smiles on your parents' face when they're at your graduation. Like, yeah, yeah. That's it's just a big like, moment. It's a them. massive moment. So, I'm not saying, okay, your parents might, if your parents think wisely and they're not sort of kind of, they've not grown up in that strict status quo, mm-hmm. then maybe they're not going to be as fussed. A bit like, might be really, really proud. Like, your parents might be like, oh, I'm so glad that you're having the balls to actually choose where you want to go. Now, I need to remember what my actual point was. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. So, the point was that. A lot of people, okay, if you're not going to university, okay, that's not happening. You go into your, your job and so now you feel like you've got to make up ground because you're not going to university. So you start looking at jobs that you know that when your friend comes back from university, you can say, well, it's cool because I'm earning 20K a year and I'm working mm-hmm. for a big company. Mm-hmm. So you do that. And I think a lot of people try to make up for that that sort of success. I know what looks like success going to university, you then try to make it up in a job and you think, okay, now when my parents when my friends come back or whatever I'm going to have a, a job that I can talk about and I can be really proud about most time that is usually the one that makes the most money mm-hmm. so then you start doing that job and you start making money and then you start your lifestyle starts changing so you start saying well actually I'm making this money I'll get the car I'm still living at home so I can spend I can go out on weekends and you start like you say you can get very easily accustomed to that lifestyle mm-hmm. to the point you're like well this is cool and I can do that especially while you're young you can do that for a few years I did the same I pissed my money up the wall when I was working straight after six form and so you get very accustomed to that and then you think well this is cool and you can do it but then it's only like maybe three four years when your mate your friends have actually then left um left education left their universities that you're like okay now where now where do i go mm-hmm. and i think that's the problem it's well fun like when you first leave education and you start earning a, a good salary when you're making like a grand a grand and a half you've never had that money in your life and so why are you going to think about going fencing? You're not going to think about these things. It's only when you look at people at our sort of age in the sort of mid twenties, that's when the ground starts shaking and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, it was cool back then when I was earning that money, doing that job that I don't really like, but it's paying me well. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the thing. I think that's the difficulty is getting people to see, Oh my God, this, that's going to happen. I have moments now and like, I'm, I look at my life and I'm like, yeah, actually I'm, I'm quite successful at the moment. Not I'm not earning a shit ton of money, for want of a better phrase. Sorry, explicit. Sorry. Just for indirect. <laughs> but I'm not earning loads of money by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'm sure most people I know are earning more than me. But then I look at how much time they have to themselves, and I kind of go, well, I've got 80% of my life to myself. How much of your life have you got that you've got control over? But then I look at, you know, all the holidays that everybody goes on, and all of the like life experiences people are going on and I'm kind of like okay I'm working hard I've got loads of time to myself but I'm not experiencing these things and so you do you always compare you always 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 compare and um 
I think that's something you've got to realise. The grass is always greener on the other side mm-hmm. until you water your own grass. But a great quote I heard the other day is like, um, when you go on holiday, all these people who are going on holidays, oh, I've got a holiday booked for two weeks. You had to ask the boss for that permission. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you going on holiday? Or why are you escaping from the life mm-hmm. that you have back home? And that's the thing I look at. And like you say, like, okay, you have 80% of your time. You, It's a, a lovely hashtag that I keep using it, which is own your time. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, you need to own your time because straight after uni if you go get a job that's five times like your brother this great day is getting a job but he needs to consider okay i'm not going to do it full time because mm-hmm. full-time employment is a leech it's a leech yeah. of life you're given so many hours like you know you're eight hours at work two hours at least traveling 10 hours of your most productive hours of your week is in work it's not normal and you're going to come like you say you say to your brother okay great you've got the job but he's in a full-time job now on the weekend he's going to be knackered does he actually if it's a job that he doesn't particularly like but he's doing just to keep his head above water on the weekend are you going to literally be thinking oh this weekend i'm going to go do fencing or something you mean it's sod it i need mm-hmm. to just relax i need to let my hair down i need mm-hmm. to just forget that week that was a stressful week and so that's the thing so i would be like saying to young people okay if you're not going to to uni you should be thinking okay it's great i think the first thing is you need to have some money because too much of what we do is relate our, our worth and what we're um, like our own self worth mm-hmm. through money. And so that's just been ingrained into us. If you don't have money, you're not people mm-hmm. will make think you're not worth something. So by having some money, you feel like you're being productive. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you the energy. You feel safe. You've got some money coming mm-hmm. in. You can still go out with your friends when they come back from uni. Then on the side, you have to be doing, like you say, those, those activities, just throwing yourself into new activities. You need to be throwing yourself to meet people, get on sites such as like meet up, get invited like especially if you say well actually i want to be the person who who's an entrepreneur i want to be someone who creates my own business then you need to just get out there and surround yourself with those people because once you're in once you've found that crowd it's so much easier like it literally Mm -hmm. takes a lot of pressure because definitely when you're in your own head and you're by yourself and you're doing that job you think and then you go to work and everyone who's in that work environment has a mindset of you look at most people they're like oh yeah I've been here for 15 years 20 oh, years I've been doesn't here doesn't it just kill you and then but the thing is they're your company five days a week they're saying this is what you should be in. shouldn't you be getting a girlfriend shouldn't you be in a relationship mm-hmm. shouldn't you um, shouldn't you look, be looking for a house now have you considered babies you're getting up and so you're around yeah. these people at work who have got this mentality that is not your mentality baby boomers give yourself six months in that environment and you'll start to think that all these possibilities you had after uni aren't possible mm-hmm. and so you literally that's why you have to find a group of people who who also have left uni because they want to pursue things off their own back mm-hmm. like you say listening to this podcast you're getting a second opinion like yeah. you're because in in the workplace in a in one of those environments you're going to only get the same opinion as mm-hmm. oh you didn't go to university so what does that mean? You're moving out. You're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You're going to do that. They're going to give, they're going to grill you on that, and you will just pick that up, and then you'll just get caught up in it. And that's why you need to kind of sort of like I think you was given that glass analogy. Could you just mm-hmm. sort of explain that through? Yeah. So um, it's this analogy of uh, you've got a a drinks glass and pint glass. <laughs> yeah. Why that was a really weird term for me to use? A drink glass. A drink glass. A pint glass. A pint glass. And. Um, Imagine that that glass is your mind and whatever you fill your mind with is stored in your mind. Um, But a glass is see-through and it's your vehicle and the same way that your mind is how you perceive the world. If you try and look through this glass and let's say you've poured um, a fizzy drink in there 
Well, initially you were saying obviously there's water in there, so it's a nice clear glass. Mm. So well, you're... initially it was empty. Oh, initially okay. it was empty. Um, so let's say it was a, for legal reasons, non-disclosed, uh, dark, fizzy drink, um, <laughs> and you're pouring that into there. Now, we all know that there's no real health benefits to that drink. And in the same way, let's say it's, you know, going out drinking, uh, you know, being around people that are negative, being around people that are like, oh, well, I didn't go to uni, so therefore my life's not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to hang out on the streets at the weekends and whatever. So you fill in your mind with all that sort of stuff. And now you try and look through the glass and, and perceive the world through that. And all you can see is this dark, fizzy liquid. Um, whereas if you fill it with something clear and positive, such as water, um, and but in terms of the mind analogy, you know, uh, positive activities, positive experiences, people that, that yeah. boost you up and make you feel good. They don't drain you when you, you don't come out of having gone for a drink with them going fuck that was a, that was a, that was knackering I need to go to bed now you know it's the sort of people that you go, you're excited to see every time then you try and you keep you keep filling filling your glass with with all that sort of stuff and eventually that dark substance that dark information whatever you want to call it is gets filtered out and before long you can see the world through this lens of positivity and goodness and opportunity opportunity, exactly and i think that's what you have to do and i mean even if it is just a case of you're trying something new every month you know that also changes the way people perceive you and that's really interesting because it's not just a case of i'm going to do all these interesting things because i want to you know find my passion i want to change my perception of the world and this and the other the other thing is is people will they might see it directly they might see it through what you put on facebook or whatever but when you walk into a room your your demeanor your aura whatever you want to call it is going to be very different because you're enriching your life you're living an enriched life and and so you're going to put that onto other people they're going to enjoy spending time with you and you're going to become very attractive as a person whether that's sexually socially uh, entrepreneurially whatever you're going to you're going to become a magnet for people i oh, definitely i totally agree with that it's a good analogy i really do like that one yeah i do as well um i want to move on to like like university i know there was something like akim said last week if anyone hasn't checked out that episode with akim ojoku ojuko 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 basically check <laughs> out last his name. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry akim but yeah if you check out his episode last week what i he said he dropped out of university and what i really liked was the fact that he said that that whole system is processing everybody to be the same so everybody he left because he was like well at the end of it i'm just going to be the same as the next person in my class with the mm-hmm. same degree and it was funny because when you said about oh well, we should do this episode it really got, i was sitting on the train yesterday and i was thinking oh i've got to think up ideas and stuff and then i was sitting on the train reading my kindle and then i looked around me and everybody on the train was reading the metro Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes like a really great analogy for how university yeah. works. Because really, what that's doing is you go to university, everybody's le- reading the Metro. So everybody is. Whereas you, when you're out of university, you decide to have a Kindle, which you decide to put the kind of things that you want to read that are around mm-hmm. your passion, that influence you. You put them into Kindle. So at the next stop, when everybody gets off, you could have flicked through three different books that are towards your passion. Whereas everyone else you got off at the next stop 
they only have the information that the metro has and so while you're off actually you can actually you're now way ahead you've got more experiences like you say if you're doing the activities you've got more experience whereas everybody who's gone to university is just getting off with the metro mentality mm. and so that's just came to mind when i was sitting on the train I the other day really like that analogy that's a really good one and also you can kind of look at it from another perspective the metro is people's escapism that's their downtime on the tube going to work they get you know they're going i just need this half hour just to not think about work whilst i'm on my way to work because i'm going to be there for the next eight hours of my life so i just need something else whereas you're going no this is this is good time this is time to grow to really grow as a person and and make make my life more interesting and yeah i really really like that as an analogy Really I thought it was really good. It just came mm. to me. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to write that in my notes." <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to talk about is obviously this is we really want to promote entrepreneurship. And I was listening to a podcast the other day. I forgot what it's called, but it was Seth Godin was on it, mm-hmm. and he was sort of saying like, um, it kind of goes back to what we've been saying a bit here. But he's like the person who doesn't go off into to university. Um, obviously, you do your three years, but if you don't, you have three years to keep failing. He said, you can keep mm-hmm. failing at stuff. He said, and the, the girl was saying, so how do, you, how do you get successful? How do you kind of reach those things you want? He goes, to be honest, it's the people who can fail the most who are the ones that get ahead. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's all it is. If you look at anybody who's been successful, they have failed so many times. And so it's all about like trying things out, like going to meet somebody, going to ask if you can network with somebody, failing, somebody not turning up, or you start a small business for two months, it fails, great. Okay, let's mm-hmm. do the next one. I learned from it. So you've got, this huge amount of time to keep failing to keep reaching out to people and then after three years this person's gone to university and okay they've passed they've got their grade but you've gone through so much more like like we know that the, the human spirit grows through obstacles mm-hmm. so you've got three years to just put yourself in these situations that like whether you say like you were saying about going traveling you're putting yourself in environments that you've never been in so you're you can actually use that time to really just mm-hmm. challenge yourself mm-hmm. and another thing i like um which you kind of pulled from Dan Miller was the idea that like, don't stress, like don't stress your 30 up to your twenties to 30. Mm-hmm. That's like your play around years. Like don't be so adamant on, okay, I need to be at this stage this soon. I think it's too easy to kind of get in fear of, okay, Oh God, if I don't go to university, I'm not going to have the house. I'm not going to have the family. Yeah. So I really like that as well. Well, I mean, if I look at the life plan that I had for myself when I was 15 years old, you know, thinking I knew everything about life and everything that it could throw at me. You know, I've got a year to get my life plan together <laughs> in reality because by the age of 26, I thought, well, I'll probably have uh, a kid. I'll probably have my own house. I'll probably, uh, you know, be married or at least settled down and whatever by the age of 26 because obviously that's what my parents did in the previous generation. Um, it's particularly my parents. I mean, they were very young parents that my dad's not even 50 yet (laughs) um you know but that was kind of that's what i thought and it was like yeah 26 that's when everything kind of goes normal that's when you settle into your life yeah i mean how tragic of a view is that as well and i just kind of think actually like though it'd be wonderful for me to have a long-term partner and you know maybe be looking to buy a house or whatever though though that would be wonderful like if I had to, if I had to sell my soul for that to have by the age of twenty six, or do what I'm doing now and just hope that it's going to happen one day, I'm going to pick what I'm doing now because, you know, it's 
Like, I, I remember looking at somebody that, you know, that, you know, for all intents and purposes, through the academic system, they're very successful. You know, they've got a good job, they've got a good salary, and, and this, that, and the other. And I, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I remember them posting something on Facebook saying... I'm so excited. We've just bought the new wallpaper for, for our bedroom. And I'm like, that's the peak of your excitement? Like, wow. Like, that's really tragic. I mean, but by all means, you know, it's cool that you've, you're redecorating your room and stuff, but to make that status Facebook-worthy? Like... Wayne, you're very judgmental. I am very judgmental. <laughs> I am. And I do apologise, because... You know, I do no, come I know across that saying. way, but, I know you're but my, yeah, my point is because I don't mean to come across that way at all. But my point is, like, there is more to life than having your house. There is more to life than earning thirty k a year. There is more to life than just having a partner because that's the thing to do. Like, you're going to have a much more enriched life if you don't worry about that stuff now. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what's been bred into you by the previous generation that were the baby boomers that did they they got their career sorted by the age of twenty and then they've stayed in that same job for the thirty five years. Um, you know they've, you know somebody was saying to me the other day like back in the day like you were considered on the shelf as a woman if you weren't married and settled down by the age of twenty five, mm. and I like that's it's so different now mm-hmm. so don't worry about that don't worry what's been bred into you by by that generation we're a different generation now we're a generation we get to pick and choose what we do so let's just do that definitely i really like that and i, I went on a rant then sorry that's all right no it's cool <laughs> um but yeah i think i think that's a really really good point you made and i had a point and it was about to be lined up and then it just went wait a minute i'm just gonna go out of your head so <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about is obviously a lot of people. Okay, they they get the job, and the next thing I think I think one thing that I think we really really want to promote is that a lot of this education that takes place at university, like you said to me, when you went and done your course, would you have been able to do what you're doing now if you didn't do your course at the time? If you asked Jem the mm-hmm. the month before he went to university, he'd be like, I have to go to university, mm-hmm. otherwise I'm never going to do this. Mm-hmm. You ask Jem now, he says. I can go on YouTube and I can find out how to pick up a camera. I can Google search something. I can follow a few blogs who talk about the things I'm interested in. I could reach out to a lecturer from a university by email and ask if he wants to go for tea, get him as a mentor, and I can regularly chat to him one-on-one and probably have a much better better conversation and really get the knowledge that I want out of it. Yeah. And so that's one thing that people need to see. Like, you've got all these, like, YouTube... I think, is it, is it Harvard or some of these universities mm. actually put their full courses onto well, YouTube? Well, iTunes U, which is a, an app set up by um, Apple, mm-hmm. which is basically universities put up courses on iTunes and you can download them and do exercises and stuff for free. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, there are... If there's something you're interested in, what's great, you don't have to pay 30 grand mm-hmm. To actually try a course that you might mm-hmm. be interested in. I mean, I started looking at a sociology course. I'm not sociology, psychology course on the Harvard. And I started following it, and it's like this. Some there's people sitting in that class in the video, and you think that person's paid. Okay, they want to do it, but I'm actually watching the video, and I could decide I can just drop out halfway through if it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that's a great opportunity. If you're taking a year out and you do think in the end you want to go to university, just go onto YouTube and watch a few lectures and say, well, would I want to sit in this lecture? Would I like to really delve into this mm-hmm. in the books? Or would I like to play around or 
could I maybe go speak to somebody who's doing the career that I potentially think I like? Let me see if I can find them on Twitter and message them and see if they'll meet me for a coffee. I think I wish, I wish, wish, wish I had known that then that yeah. I could have really like pushed myself. And I did. Once I got to university, this mindset started slipping in and I started saying to myself, okay, my teachers are teaching me this stuff, but there's other people who know a lot, a lot more or a different angle on that. So I'd reach out to them and talk to them, message them on Twitter, send them emails. And like I say, people are so willing to help people, especially yeah. young people, because when people see young people, they're like, I know what it must have, I knew what it felt like to be like that back then. And mm-hmm. so everybody wants to make sure the next generation, the better generation. So people are, people want to help. And I think it was at you last week that was saying like, well, someone I was speaking to was saying like, when you, when you ask for help, you actually, it's, it's good for both people because people, yeah. was it you saying yeah, that? What was that yeah, you were yeah. saying? Uh, well, people love to help people and they love to help people because it does two things um it boosts their ego um because that you have chosen to go to them and they and they as human beings we take things at face value Mm -hmm. you know quite often we'll go they've chosen out of all of the thousands of people to come to they've chosen me yeah you know they could have reached out to thousands of people (laughs) yeah and said the same thing to each person you know i I really appreciate your work and and what you do and okay yeah it's going to take them time to do that but you're probably not the only person they've reached out to. So it boosts the ego. But then also it reaffirms like that we have the skills that people want. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, what was the other? There was another side to it as well. I can't well, remember I what the other side like was. But the, the point is it's a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. Because they want to, the people helping want to know well, that they're always, valuable. People always question their own ability. Even these experts who are mm-hmm. at a university lecturing on a subject, to hear mm-hmm. somebody come along and say, if you're an expert, I read a bit of your book and I want to find out more. Again, everybody's always, everyone, everyone's guilty of kind of slipping and doubting their own self worth. So when you have a young person comes along and says, I love what you're doing, please can you teach me more? Exactly. Boom. And just a, another point, which is kind of a little bit of a segue, but actually it was something that I, I heard somebody say the other day and I was like, wow, that is amazing. Um, and it's kind of appropriate here. Like, just imagine that everybody in the street, everybody you meet, has got a little necklace with a placard on it saying, make me feel special. Mm-hmm. Every single person, just visualize that, right? And then when you interact with someone, just make them feel special. And that's exactly what you're doing when you approach some entrepreneur guru and you say, look, I, I'd, I'd really appreciate your help. I love, I love what you do. You mm-hmm. know, you've really stood out to me and I thought you'd be the, the perfect person to come and speak to. Instantly, you've made them feel special. So instantly, you're going to stand out. So instantly, they're going to go, yeah, sure, I'll give you a hand. Definitely, I really like that because I was actually, um, I'm reading The Power of No by James Altucher, which is a great book you should pick up. And he, he's got a, another version of that. It's like, we know we say to everybody, like, um, live like it's your last day. And he said, actually, no, what you should do is switch it around. Um, live your day like it's the person you're with their last day. So treat, oh, wow. you, treat you like it's your last day. And I if you, really if you like do that. that, suddenly you're going to treat that person with so much respect. You're going to do the things where you say, oh, should we go to cinema and you go, I don't know, I can't even got the money or I haven't got the time. And you have to say, well, what if it was that person's last day? Would you have went? Would you have gone? Would you have treated them kind of? Mm. Would you have done the thing? Like, that's another mindset shift that's that I think really is really, really one. powerful. But it was on the same sort of yeah, yeah. service. But I think it's more powerful when you think about it like that. Yeah. Because you think, if I lost this person right now, if I lost my relationship with you, how would I be treating you today? Yeah. That's really good. I really like that. So I know that's a bit off course. I know we're going to keep this episode a little bit shorter today. I don't know if there's um, any points that we haven't really touched on. Um, um, 
I think I think I know we then there's one on there a little bit about focus and I think mm-hmm. that's the, that's the difficulty but I think like you said there if we if you surround yourself with the right people they will keep your focus they will help you if you're around people or podcasts or the people who really inspire you mm-hmm. they will keep you on course they'll let you play around and enjoy it, but you've just got to be careful not to go around as you say that fizzy dark juice of people who are going to just most people are in that system most people you can't help that yeah. so if you're surrounding yourself with those people they are going to put their ways on you because if they can convince you that that's right they will feel a lot better about themselves mm-hmm. they will feel you get what i'm saying yeah, you're yeah. Gonna say something, yeah i was gonna let you finish but um a good a good phrase which i heard on another podcast and i think it was the unmistakable creative check that out great podcast um which uh, basically said don't let people should all over you Mm. which I think is a great phrase a great basically phrase. meaning don't let people tell you what you should do obviously listen to what they have to say but that it shouldn't it shouldn't be a case of you should do this it should be a case of maybe try this mm-hmm but never, ever, ever, ever let somebody tell you exactly what you should do. Plus, just look at the person. Like, look at that person. Look at that person's life. If if you're going to somebody, like you go to a friend and they say you want to go get relationship advice from a friend, look at their relationship. Look mm-hmm. at their life. Look at their job. If they've got the best job or they've got the, the relationship that you kind of want, they've got the job you want, they're doing exactly what you want, then by all means, take that advice. But if you look at that person and they're working that job they've been mm-hmm. for ages, they've let, their, they've let their physical health go, they're always bitching about the boss they're always complaining they're never happy they every no one wants to be around them are you seriously going to take advice from that person mm-hmm. so yeah i really like that yeah don't let people shit all over you <laughs> <laughs> cool i so i guess we're gonna wrap this one up i think so i know there's yeah i think there's some good I points think, in there yeah, hopefully I you can so. take something out of that but again if there are things you want to find out more if we've touched on something and not really gone into it deep enough like please send us tweets send yes, us questions let really us know we like to be inspired by what other people think. Mm-hmm. And so if you think there's another angle that we've totally missed, like mm-hmm. let us know so we can grow as well. We- and quite often, like when we're talking about this stuff, we quite often only skimming the surface because we want to pack as much in and different angles on things as we can for these episodes. So if there is one particular avenue that you do want us to explore more and do want us to discuss more, let us know. Even if we can't do an episode about it, I'm sure we're going to email you back. So just ping us an email. Reach out. Okay, so I'm going to do the end quote of the episode which is by ken robinson who my favorite my favorite <laughs> okay so he says if you're not prepared to be wrong you'll never come up with anything original and you chose this quote Wayne. so I why, did. what did you like about that one so much well because if people haven't got the grades like they feel dumb they feel stupid. They feel like a failure. Society a lot says of the time you're wrong. Because society <laughs> says you've failed and you've been wrong. Exactly. And I just thought that this was a really apt quote because actually what this is saying is actually by being wrong, by failing, you're actually a better person for it because you're now going to try things that other people aren't going to try. The people that have gone, I need to get 250 UCAS points. I don't even know if that's a good amount. 210 is about the average, I think. Okay. I'm not going to say average because if someone <laughs> didn't get that, I feel sorry. <laughs> Whatever the average is. But yeah, so I need to get 250 UCAS points to go to the university course to do the accounting course that I want, right? 
you get those 250 UCAS points, right? You then go to the same course that everybody else that got those 250 UCAS points got, and you're not even going to question it. You're going to go to the course, and then the teachers are going to say, so this is how you do accounting, and you're going to go, okay, that's how I do accounting, and then you're going to come out, and you're going to go, right, that's how I do accounting, and then somebody further down the line is going to go, you're doing that all wrong, because they've got more experience, they've been in the industry for 10, 15 years longer than you, going, you're doing that all wrong. And it's like, yeah, but my teacher said, blah, 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 blah. And you do it all textbook, exactly the same as everybody else. Whereas somebody that has gone, well, I want to be an accountant, right? And then they play around with a few things, or even they choose to do something else. The point is, they try things out, they fail, they try something different to improve on what they did before, they fail again, they try something else, they fail again, and then one day, they may or may not stumble upon a breakthrough idea, which nobody else has ever tried before, which then makes them a huge success. And the only reason they've been able to do that is because they tried things, they got it wrong, rather than going, yep, okay, I got that right, what's the next question? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. So your originality can actually be the fact that, okay, you didn't get into university, but you did reach out to 10 of the best accountants in the UK and they've all got unique views that nobody at that university is ever going to get. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have to look at it. Exactly. Cool. So we've got a um, few books that we think you, know, you should definitely check out if you want to kind of know more about this and kind of just delve into it. It's great to learn. It is. It is. <laughs> so, um, <the laughs> Even though we've been bashing the education system. No. Like I say, but like, self-teaching is the, is the key. Is I think the key, exactly. you, you should want to learn off your own back. You should and even learn. after you've got your degree, you're going to be self-teaching yourself. So, or you should be. I think most people, after they get a degree, then become the most... They have to self-teach because mm-hmm. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> we'll say that for another episode. Anyway, the books that you should definitely check out are The Element by um, Ken Robinson. And that's how finding your passion changes everything. So that's a great one to read if you're if you're out and about and you're out of the education system. He's going to give you some advice to how to go out and find the things that might really tickle your tickle your fancies. <laughs> <laughs> you um, could have chosen a much worse word there. I know. <laughs> Um, the next book is by Seth Godin. It's Lynchpin, and it's Are You Indispensable? How to Drive Your Career and Create a Remarkable Future. Again, we're saying if you go through the system, are you, indis- are you indispensable? It's cookie cutter. Exactly. Cheers for that, Wayne. And the last one is the Straight A Conspiracy, which is a, uh, it's the secret guide to ending stress of school and totally, rule it, and totally ruling the world. Ooh, that sounds quite empowering <laughs> <laughs> sounds epic and that's just sort of talking about that whole conspiracy that everyone's been taught to kind of mm-hmm. go for the grades and why that's not always the best thing to do and two of those books are available on audible you can download one of those books for free whether that's the element or linchpin if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash nonsense so you can get that book for free is it slash nonsense or slash powerful nonsense it's slash nonsense wayne is it's it slash nonsense I, I i mess this up every time okay just don't okay get i agree with you Cool. So yeah, you can get that book for free. As I say, it's an affiliate link for us. It helps support the show. We are using up a lot of server space. So as the episodes come out, we have to pay more. We need to host this episode, all these episodes. And so any support we can get is definitely going to keep us going and so that we can keep bringing you content. So if you want to reach out to Wayne, what do you have to do? Well, you've got multiple ways that you can reach out to me if you like. You can email me, first of all, at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. Or if you prefer Twitter, just <laughs> get it out. I always do these random voices at this point. If you prefer Twitter, you can tweet me at Wayne underscore Ingram. Cool. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at gem at powerfulnonsense.com or you can tweet me at C K Y I L D I Z. So um, 
if you if you found this episode useful and you know there's a friend or maybe you're going to university but you know your friend's not and you think oh maybe this might be useful for them or there's somebody out there that you think i oh, could really use this information please feel free to share it mm-hmm. it's great for the show it's great for your friend and it just shows that you care it's a win-win for everyone because then you feel good as well oh wayne we've been through that we've been through that point yeah but i'm saying it again i know i like it <laughs> <laughs> cool so yeah again reviews in itunes if you can if you like the episode just give us a review it just helps more people to see you said that very nonchalant did i you did nonchalant nonchalant i don't know what that means see kind of yeah exactly that's exactly it okay not if you want reviews just we do want reviews let's just put the reviews out there let's put the reviews out there it boosts the visibility of the show it helps us it helps you because it means that we can then get cool guests on it's a win-win it's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> we feel good. You feel good. Future guests it. feel good. So please, please, please. If you're a regular listener and you haven't reviewed yet, get reviewing. We'll love you long time. Cool. And we've got some. Um, we've got a lot more interviews coming up. So mm-hmm. some great guests. And yeah, I guess we'll speak to you soon. Yes, indeed. See you later. Bye. <laughs>